This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. This is On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of all the different streams that we have here. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Eric Strickland, uh, Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. Uh, Strick, uh, it, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. We've been kind of, uh, almost everybody's been talking all day about Dylan Riola and his commitment to Ohio State. Of course, Dylan Riola, the son of, uh, of Dominic Riola, the Husker great here, also nephew of Donovan Riola, the offensive line coach for Nebraska, newly hired this past offseason. And uh, so it, it seems like a bit of a punch in the gut if you're a Nebraska fan that he commits as a, you know, before he even gets to his junior year of high school to Ohio State. Uh, what do you make? What do you read of that? Well, see, I take a little bit different perspective on it. And some people may think my way of thinking is kind of abstract and a little bit unique and different. But uh, I'm, I, I don't tend to look at the surface of, of situations like, you know, most people do or fans or, or individuals that have a, a tie or a closeness to a, a specific situation or, or program or marriage or you know, whatever the case may be, right? My thing is this, people commit early. There are always early commits, but the difference about, the different thing about an early commit is that it opens the door for a potential decommit, right? You're not, you commit, it's verbal. It's not nothing signed on paper. It's it's a verbal commitment and, and a lot of people stick to those commitments, but we also can look and see that a lot of people also uh, decommit, whatever the case may be. It may be a coaching change. It may be a situational change. It may be something that happens on campus or something they get word of, uh, of something or they just lose interest over, over the course of time, right? So my thinking this, I think that Dylan Riola is a pretty smart kid. I think he, he has his head on straight. I think he's solid. He comes from great stock and background. I think he's a smart kid. But here's the way I would do it if I was a kid like that who was a smart kid. I would commit early. I committed early to the University of Nebraska, although I stayed the course. But you commit early to lock yourself in in this situation and see what happens from afar with whatever other programs that you may have interest with. Right. You know the consistency of Ohio State. You know the consistency of what they're bringing. You know they're going to find themselves uh, landing top notch recruits consistently. They're going to be, you know, the talk of always finding themselves in the top tiers of the of the top 25. Uh, but it allows you the opportunity to look at a program, the system, the teams that you're going to have interest in. You can you can you can be consistent in where you're going to possibly be, but also have a look out there at the landscape as everything is desired as, as is happening. So I can assure you that if 
the situation like Bob we had yesterday. Bob Bob called in on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. He was very optimistic on the show yesterday. Um, he he basically stated that Nebraska is going to shock the world, and there's going to be a total breakout season with an eight plus win season. And I can assure you that Dylan Riola is looking at that if that does happen, and he may take another look. Um, if I'm his uncle, I'm saying, you know, the same thing. Hey, man, just just keep a lookout. Keep an eye out. You know, you're going to see him at, at maybe Christmas or you're going to see him at different breaks or whatever the case may be whenever yeah. the family gets together <laughs> Thanksgiving. And then at that point, he still has time to reassess as to, you know, the possibility of a, of a Nebraska uh, uh, signing or decommittal. Uh, to Ohio State. Now, if, if Nebraska breaks out and has a 10 or 11 win season, it might be a different look. But if they fall short and they come up with five or six wins, then, you know, the staff that's there right now, um, you know, uh, Whipple and all of that crew, it, will they be there? There's not, there's no surety of that. But you know, the staff of Ohio State's going to be there, right? So then you also got to look, if you're a smart kid, you've got to look at the possibility that you have. Uh, a Casey Thompson that's there, pretty solid quarterback. You get a chance to watch what he's going to do. He still has, what, two years of eligibility left. You also got Purdy. Um, you also got some others. You got other guys that are already there. It's a thick quarterback room right now. And Purdy has another, another four years, three, four years left, I think, on his eligibility. So when you look at the total landscape, those are some of the things, if I'm a young player, a smart player, I would be thinking about um, – and, and this is why I would not commit early to Nebraska at this point. I would probably watch it, see, and then if something intrigues me or interests me, then I, I may look at a decommittal and, and go to where I really want to be. Yeah, for what it's worth, a, a commitment to Nebraska um, would be very strange. If he was interested in Nebraska, right. and we don't know if that's the case. Again, when you're um, when when we don't we don't know who's number two or number three in his ranking. He might Nebraska might not even be uh, right up there in the rankings. But in, in any case, um, it, it you might be a bad I mean, it'd be dangerous almost to commit to Nebraska. Maybe people would understand it if if the staff goes awry and you know I kind of have to go the other way. But if you already have you know you're starting this. Oh, he's a flip flopper. You commit to Nebraska, Nebraska gets a new staff, maybe thinks about going elsewhere and decommits, then people might label him as, you know, not loyal or not a flip, you know, a flip-flop or something like that. So um, that would, it wouldn't make any sense to me to commit to Nebraska at this point. Um, and to commit to Ohio State with what they're offering, apparently um, they might not take a 2023 kid just so that he feels like they're committed to him in 2024. That's a lot from an Ohio State. That's, that's, that's a lot of trust um, from Coach Ryan Day and that staff. And, and, and assuring you that you're the guy. Nebraska right now um, is kind of in a situation where they can't really assure anybody that, that they're the guy. You can you can tell them, especially you know as far as recruiting quarterbacks, they can you know do that with with you know just one quarterback or whatever. But um, you're just you, your program's not on solid ground, so um, it, it's it's difficult to just uh, and, and that's I, I think might have been part of the turnoff here is you know um, with him with Baylor Shireman in the past as I've talked about. I think Nebraska put together a pretty good NIL package uh, to be competitive. Maybe not quite what Ohio State has. Um, so maybe that factors in as well. But I think that there's just, you know, Nebraska's programs in both cases are so far down. They It, it almost seems like if you land a guy like that, he's the hero of the pro. He has to step in and be the hero of the program. That might 
attract a few people, maybe the wrong people, to be honest with you, whose egos are quite high. Um, but it's not the, 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 the same pitch as, you know, this is Ohio State. Ohio State's had nine of the last 11 quarterbacks of the year in the Big Ten have gone to Ohio State, including the last six. You know, that's that's stability. That you know, I remember Urban Meyer quote that, that he used to have was when he was recruiting quarterbacks to Ohio State, he had to really like know how they could deal with the press because they were going to be Heisman contenders. He said, If you're not a Heisman contender at Ohio State at quarterback, you're not doing the job. There's gonna be another guy behind you that can be. And that turned out true. Like it still is to this day. If you're a Heisman you know, if you're a Ohio State quarterback, you're gonna be in the Heisman trophy conversation. We see that again with CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. That's yeah. that's quite a recruiting pitch Period. as opposed to Nebraska where it's like, Hey, we have your uncle, just don't turn on the tape for the last four <laughs> years because it's been Adrian Martinez not developing and even worse having to be that Superman not having all the help around him not having a stable offensive line you know and and ultimately not succeeding here yeah. sorry I guess he's here at Nebraska. no 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 but absolutely man I mean look that's why I said what I said I mean if you're a young player a smart player you've been successful no matter where you've gone you're now there in Arizona and you're probably going to be uh, have a solid program on your, you're going to play very well and, and you're going to be pretty consistent in what you do because that's just the kind of player you are. You got to think about that, man. You got to, you got to think about what your future prospects, you know, let's be real. We haven't had a quarterback that went in uh, at that position. We haven't had a quarterback that been drafted probably. And the only reason I think Tommy Frazier may not have been drafted is because of the fact that he had the blood clot situation. Yeah. Uh, somebody probably would have gave him a look had that not been the case, but, um, but, but let's be real. We haven't seen it. And so that's, that's something as a young player, you got to consider, you got to look at, and that's why I would look at an early a committal to some place where I know I'm going to be able to compete. I mean, we saw your, yours, um, um, out of uh, South Lake from Texas, yeah, Quinn Ewers. he went up there and Quinn yours, he went up there and didn't, you know, didn't pan out. You know, I had to break camp and go somewhere else to try to make it happen because C.J. Stroud emerged, right? And that's the type of competition that's going to be there. I'm sure he's, you know, up for that challenge. I mean, he comes, like I said, from great stock. He's got heart. I'm sure uh, he'll be able to step in and, and compete. But at the end of the day, that's the that's the landscape he's looking at. And so if there's any chance of some, you know, Nebraska landing that, they've got to show and prove this year. I mean, they've got to do what Big Bob said on the Hunter Lincoln hotline. They got to do what Big Bob said. You got to they got to show and prove and I'm saying at a high uh, level in order for that to happen. Yeah, and, and that's and that's part of this story too, is that when Dylan Ryla kind of started to show up and like, hey, Dominic or Dominic's got a son and he's pretty good at football. Maybe that could be something down the line. And then he just blew up. Like any he, any he basically outgrew the hey, the connection to Nebraska might get him here and started, you know, getting to the territory of everybody's going to offer him. Him and Arch Manning, you know, both have somewhat of a name, and obviously Manning's might be a little bit stronger. He's going to get a little bit of NIL money. Um, uh, They're saying it's serious. They're saying it's serious down there in Texas. Oh, yeah. You couldn't build build a better 
quarterback, right? I mean, if, if, <laughs> having that Manning name, there's already mm-hmm. a lot to, you know, any business that, that can grab a hold of that. He's the new up-and-coming next Manning. I mean, that's that's the perfect prospect for NIL. Um, so that's going to be uh, quite interesting uh, to follow here. Um, looks like a few different texts that we have in from the uh, Sarder Heyman text line here, 402-464-5685. If you want to chime in on the conversation, uh, Phil the Burns says, good afternoon, great show as always. If Di- Dylan Morello says Ohio State is the best, uh, we shouldn't even consider him a potential recruit for Nebraska. Still, uh, even if we have a great season and he wants to change his mind, forget him and even bothering to come on a visit here. Just lip service because his dad played here. Um, I, I don't think that you totally throw him out with the, you know, to the dogs, you, like you don't care for him anymore. Um, well, I mean, like you said, you have an uncle that's naturally and in, in without tampering can keep in contact with him at, at you know, family calls or whatever. Um, so, it, and then there's just the, the, the just what you said too. It's Ohio State, um, and that's why you know there's been a, a few talks about well, Nebraska's got a lot of quarterbacks on their roster. If you're going to Ohio State, if you're then you're not afraid of competition. I don't care how many quarterbacks are on anybody's roster. Nebraska's got a collection of guys that are here and there, but they're, none of them are Dylan Riola as far as coming out of high school where they're going to be, um, at least projected. And that's another thing that could change. He's still got two years of ball to play. But in any case, um, he's not scared of competition, but you also don't completely – you know, we, I don't want fans to turn on him. If you're, you know, if you're, if you're following him on Twitter, please don't tweet at him. Um, not just because it doesn't, you know, that's pretty low of you to do to a 16 year old to begin with, uh, but also because down the line, you said it with Quinn Ewers. Even better example is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow transferred from Ohio State because of a stack quarterback room. So you know, down the line, he might be looking <laughs> to go elsewhere. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you turn around, he goes up there to Ohio State. The competition is banging, booming. He comes up short. You had an eight-win season that last year. Boom, you come back out. Casey Thompson gets it flowing. All of a sudden, boom, Trey Palmer and them are getting busy. Trey's about to break through, get to the draft, and then everybody starts talking about, man, what's going on down there in Nebraska? Casey Thompson and Purdy's kind of there, but then all of a sudden – it ain't working for you. You would that you want to be that second choice <laughs> if it's not working. You want to be at least in the mix. So yeah, you don't want to burn that bridge. That's not yeah. a bridge you want to burn because you want to make sure that if he has a second option, let's let look. I'll just speak personally from a situation of that I knew, and that is Andre Woolridge. Andre Woolridge was one of the top recruits in the country uh, coming out of high school. He ends up choosing Nebraska. We all come down to Nebraska. Just doesn't work out for him. You know, he starts looking at the situation. And the thing he said was he was remember, he remembered what the coach told him at Iowa that basically, listen, once they, once they let you down and it, and, and, and it doesn't work out for you, just know that we want you here at Iowa. Hmm. That's just a seed. That's a seed that's planted. It's germinated. It's in the dark because that's what a seed does, right? You plant it. It goes into the ground. It's in the dark. It doesn't look like it has any potential. All you see is ground. The next thing, something pops out, and there's an Iowa from the growth of that seed of what happened and transpired there in Nebraska. And he ends up going right where the seed was planted. And that's what I'm saying. We just plant the seed. We plant the seed. If he does go to Ohio State, we still got two years you just show and prove. You go out there, handle business on the field, show and prove. As you stated, Bach, there's still conversations, untampering, that he can have. 
at Thanksgiving, you're sitting down, hey, man, what's been going on in Nebraska? How's it? Man, listen, we just landed. Boom, 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 boom. And, man, Casey is playing his tail off. He's moving up the mock boards. Yeah, it's looking real good out there. Man, yeah, how's things with the NIL? Yeah, man, listen, NIL is popping in Nebraska. You can have those conversations just, <laughs> just sitting at dinner tables, you know what I mean, or yeah. taking a vacation on the boat. You getting on a boat and going on a little cruise, but it's the family, and you could just have those conversations sitting down, having a little group. So yeah, yeah, that's that. Plant that seed. Yeah, absolutely. And and then in these days, it's not just like up until they commit. Now with the transfer portal, you just you just keep it there. You just keep on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep plug it, baby. Yeah, plug plugging. away, and uh, maybe it'll turn out. But again, for Dil- Dylan, it's Fishy. not necessary. I mean, it's it's going to be difficult because if he does choose to transfer. There's going to be basically they'll have just about any list that, you know, anybody that he wants on the list. Again, if he continues to play like he's expected to and be one of the number one quarterbacks in the class, which isn't assured. But again, if Ohio State's going could out, be a bus. Could, could be. be like, thank you, Lord. that, that did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. It could happen. I mean, there's there's guys that have been five star recruits that went someplace and they were absolute horrid and they were yeah. bust. So we're not, I mean, we're not going to speak that over the kid, but I'm just saying there's, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of still years to play. Could be an injury. I mean, there's still stuff to, to, to deal out, man, before we can make that type of decision. Yeah. I was looking, it's funny because I was looking at Russell Wilson's career uh, in college because there's a bit of a debate whether he's a North Carolina state guy or Wisconsin guy um, just in the hallways. And he's both. I mean, he, he actually had his number retired at North Carolina state. We remember him here at Nebraska at Wisconsin because he, shellacked us and then you know led his team to the big 10 championship game yeah because he didn't he didn't really leave north carolina state on bad terms he no. just went to play baseball yeah you know what i'm saying he did a kyler murray went to see what test the market see what was out there figured it out that just like stricky did my love is here you know i love who he loved football yeah came back made another choice went up to wisconsin found an opening there and put Made the best of it. Yeah, it's, it's good. In the history book. It's funny too because I don't know how touchy that is with certain people, um, but especially when you have picks like um, you know guys that just leave the program but have spent most of their career here. You do you want to claim them? Like that's the big uh, topic with Wandale. Is like, do do we claim Wandale? I mean, he spent more time here developing and, and getting better and, and growing and becoming a man than he did at Kentucky. At the same time, once he went to Kentucky, he became basically an All American. He never did that at Nebraska. So, is time versus success? You know, I don't really know. Obviously, uh, if you look at a sports card or something like that, or college, you know what college you went to, it's going to be the latest one. So we don't quite get to claim him, but um, you know it. it, it it's part of the story. I mean, you know it if, if you went to Nebraska. Yeah, man. Time. Man, Bach, man. Nebraska created the Carfax, man. Again, there was a wreck, man. The Carfax <laughs> right. was bad. You can't claim it now, man. The Carfax is bad, man. Yeah. It went to a new owner, baby. At a discount, basically. Shoot. Uh, yeah, the same thing for years was, was, was with Richie Incognito. And for a while, it's like, yeah, claim yeah. he's great. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, 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 don't claim him. And then now, now it's kind of back to, yeah, claim him. He's pretty yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a great offensive lineman. Uh, so that's always kind of fun. Again, off yeah. the text line, Froff from Lincoln says, uh, you mentioned 
Western Ohio State uh, offered more. How do we know that? Uh, we don't know that for sure as far as NIL. Uh, for what it's worth, Brian Munson is a little bit more plugged in. Uh, that's that's basically where I took that from. As he said that in the last hours, that in you know as far as NIL packages go, Ohio State's right up there, may have more than Nebraska. So um, that's just where that came from. Uh, Jory Anfroff uh, throw in that Tanner Lee was drafted. Uh, that didn't turn out well, but he was drafted. Um, and Steve says Brooke Berenger was our last chance to have a decent NFL quarterback. Uh, that's probably true as well. And Simmons says if Raiola picked Nebraska last night, that secures Frost's job for four years. Uh, <laughs> I I with the question mark. No, question mark so. on that one. No, not just one question mark, Bob. You know how we do question, 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 <laughs> multiple question marks on that one. Yeah, that's that's not a. Short. It would be fascinating though, if because obviously the direct uh, correlation with his uncle playing, if he did choose Nebraska now, um, would that give Frost more job security? Because he. he Look- Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it, it, you know, uh, at least if, if, if we're, you know, if, if obviously you get like three and nine or four and eight again, maybe it doesn't quite get you there. But if if you're in that borderline six and six, things aren't getting better, but the, the team doesn't look a whole lot better. But Dylan Arell is coming in a few years. That could be some more job security for Frost, but obviously it didn't happen. You want my answer, Buck? Yeah, go ahead. Negative. That don't mean <laughs> nothing. You want me to tell you what it does mean? What? It means that whoever the next coach is is like, uh, you, Coach Raiola? Yeah, we retaining you. Yeah, that. we're keeping him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. It ain't going to be, you know, it's not a, a, a pass the duchy to the left-hand side. No, sir. It's a, you out the door and you stay. Yeah. That's one of them type of conversations. Yeah, do whatever you can to keep him involved. But it, that'd be interesting. It didn't happen either way. Uh, but uh, we still have uh, two more years, as, as Ben says. Look, we got two more years to try. Raiola's in the best situation of anybody out here, Bach. Let's be real. Any any coach, I think Mickey Joseph has a good good shot. There's, there's certain coaches on that staff right now that if there is a shift, they could either be in line or if there's a shift, those next th- that next coaching staff could could will probably come in and look internally and say, yeah. "I don't got to do much. I can keep you. I can keep you." Because they do have those. They do exit. They do exit um, interviews yeah. and they do new staff interviews. They're going to interview all the staff, and there's going to be certain. I think that would probably have a chance of getting retained. But I think Raiola, with a couple years remaining, would be one of those ones that would have a pretty good shot of, yeah. of staying. But he's yeah. got, I mean, the, the the opposite end of that is he's got the biggest uh, uphill battle, basically, to get his his position back to to good or back to at least acceptable to get this team going. The offensive line. He still has time. He's got time, but it's not easy, especially with an offensive line. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's hard to just pick guys out. With the transfer form, it might be a little bit easier, and they've got a few guys that they might jump in and be starters and all that. But um, that's not usually a quick turnaround on the offensive line. Uh, but he's and, got some. He's got something to work with, though. Bob Praska, Praska, and, and a few of those guys yeah. that are there. He's got at least something to start to work with. He just got to coach them up. If he if they just progressively get better, he goes out there and lands one or two. In, in the recruiting, you know, a freshman and then maybe a portal guy and just keeps building. He's got a couple of years. I don't think he's in a, like, I got to have it tomorrow situation on the line. I think he's got to coach him up. They've got to be progressively better. Definitely in the pass rush. 
um, in the past, you know, blocking yeah, pass situation. Definitely pass protection's got to be good. Their running was solid. I mean, I think their zone running was pretty good. I mean, they did a pretty good job getting off the ball. Uh, there were times when there were, you know, there was stagnation in the in the front line, but for the most part, they got they they moved some bodies a little bit, and you saw that in the games that they played. They did a little bit of moving up front. Um, they opened some holes definitely for um, you know uh, Adrian Martinez. I mean, he had a top tier rushing year, you know, so to speak, but. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see, especially with those exit interviews, like you said. If it, if it comes to that, and we hope it doesn't, hopefully Scott Frost retained his job and, and does well there. But uh, I could see some holdovers if that is indeed the case down the line. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to Stephen M. Sipple of Early Break now. Uh, oh, he's always been of Early Break, but that's, uh, that's his primary job until we hear otherwise. My first thing is when he pops on, shut up, simple. <laughs> that's what you're going to say. All right. Well, maybe that we'll welcome him in with that then. Uh, that's coming up next year on The Block at 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 